Hello, 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 and welcome to the Drag Race Recap here on Reality TV Rehab Ups. I'm your host, Liana Boris, and today we're going to talk about episode nine of RuPaul's Drag Race All-Stars season eight. Let me bring in the fabulous panel, as always, here for you today. First, a woman who just Feel, feel, feeling herself today. Isn't that right, Beth? <laughs> I'm feeling something today. I don't know if it's myself or uh, no, no, no. I'm, I'm feeling good. Um, I'm upset that I don't know as much about the fallout from this episode because my tweets were limited yesterday. So <laughs> I'm really shocked and I don't really know what the temperature is out there. So I can't wait to discuss it with you guys. And we can come up with our own temperature for this episode. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. How will we keep up with the drama? <laughs> I don't know. Like, right? Elon right? Musk is not thinking about those of us who want to watch drag queens fight online. Come on. But like all of reality TV, that's true. That's like we, were ta- we were talking about this. Like uh, this man is going to have to be our correspondent when it comes to Big Brother in a month. Amon Adwin, Amon, how are you? The curse of the blue check mark. What can I tell you? <laughs> yeah, um, I'm. Uh, I did not have any limited tweets as of yet, so I guess I did get to see how people were feeling a little bit about uh, the outcome of this episode and from what i can tell a lot of people were like well come up in so i'm glad to talk about it here today oh my gosh yeah i actually want to start with that i want because yeah. we come from the reality tv social strategy world right we're talking big brother we're talking survivor and like it's so funny when we get these glimpses of it in the drag race world because i think this comes down to alexis michelle's strategic decision right mm-hmm. so to yeah. boil it down the it all starts when lala re saves alexis okay so lala re saves alexis yep. alexis does not save lala re sends her home last week assumed that candy would have her back and candy votes to send her out now jimbo does win the lip sync and it doesn't matter but still i don't think that we want to like like let's not focus on that let's assume and let's also focus on the fact that alexis would have been saved by the group and lala would have also been voted out by the group so it really at the end of the day it's it's not about who actually would have gone home it's about the principle of the matter right well but if alexis had saved her right then you know, if Alexis had saved Lala, like I just so we get a little bit more information this week where Candy, I guess they said, OK, Alexis said in her talking head that Candy made a deal with her. But Beth, like this didn't really sound like a deal to me. No, she's <laughs> a victim to her own gameplay, which was that um, last week she didn't technically say that she would save Lala. Right. But Candy never said that from what we saw that she would save her. All she said was, haven't I done so already? Which, again, for those of us that are, you know, big brother survivor people, we're in our heads going, that's not a promise moving forward. That's just reflecting on things I've done in the past to make you feel good. Yeah, Yeah. Alexa, I would love Alexis to go into like a big brother house just because I think it'd be so entertaining for all the wrong reasons. Um, And don't get me wrong. I love her. I love the television it creates. I thought this was great, whatever. Um, And I love that people are sitting here praising Candy for the same shit that Alexis did last week. And I'm like, it's just because it's Alexis at the end of the day. But I I love this, all this drama. I think this is great. Um, I think it's making what kind of feels like a staler season um, a little bit more exciting at the towards the end clearly because we also don't know how this is going to end as a season so mm-hmm. i'm taking this i'm taking this a uh, little bit of drama and a little bit of like well this is what happens when you try to play a game and there's really no game to be had because no one's playing it with you yeah i think that's sort of like where i'm at with it too i think alexis i mean kudos to her for trying to do what she could to stay i felt like the gameplay towards the end during untucked was just very very risky and very very messy i mean oh my god she's sitting there and telling who was it jessica Jessica. that that her and candy had something but that she's willing to backstab candy to save her and then pull your lipstick and then she goes to go talk with jimbo leaving candy and jessica to just potentially sit there and talk about what she just said like it's just it was very very just all around just you could sense that she was scrambling for anything and everything 
and that's kind of like why I'm I'm like, you really should have just taken the shot at Candy because you knew because Heidi and Closets would have exposed how her Candy and Jimbo had something going on. Yes, Heidi sort of put like a little chink in the armor, but you kind of don't want to take that chance. Like if can't if you keep Candy around so that she can continue to work with Jimbo, what's going to happen when you're in the bottom and Jimbo or Candy's in power? They're not going to send each other home. At least you would think that they would. Maybe if Jimbo's mm-hmm. in the bottom, but that's just not how it worked out. You know, like, and if you had potentially sent one of them home, weakening Jimbo, then maybe, maybe then you would have had a shot to stay, but nope, nope. Right. And I think that that's like what it boils down to is that it, when you are thinking about who is going to be loyal to you, look at people's actions, not their words. And we talk about this again in Big Brother and Survivor all the time, that if someone actually uses the power of veto on you, somebody actually saves you, that's bigger than someone promising that they will or will not vote the way you want, right? Exactly. And so I think that that's what Alexis fell prey to was that, you know, Lala Ree had the action of saving her and decided to go with Candy instead. I mean, the thing is, they're both New York queens. So Mm -hmm. maybe there's something else going on there. But Beth, I'm super happy that you brought up the untucked moments or one of you brought up the untucked moments because, oh, my gosh, when Alexis, this is why I would love to see her on Big Brother. When Alexis was was talking with Jessica and essentially first implies that Candy is going to vote for you. Like she's saying that, well, Candy and I made a deal last week and she said that she would never pull my lipstick. So mm, kind of like heavily implying that it's going to be Jessica. Candy's going to vote for Jessica and then saying like, but I could never pull your lipstick. So then are you implying that you're going to vote for candy to try to get Jessica to vote for candy so that that way there's no votes on you. Like I was just, I'm just watching her play, trying to like work the room. I thought, Oh my God, this is actually super fun. I want more content of this. Like Alexis just rambling. I just think Uh, her, her biggest issue is that, I think that when she is emotional, it comes across like she's putting it on rather than being genuine at this point. Right. And I think we've seen her be genuinely upset. And it's been in moments where I think some people could perceive it as being petty and that kind of thing. And I think she's hyper aware of these kind of things. I really think that. And I truly do think the reason why she really wants to get close with Candy again was a purely professional. Like, I want to get closer with this person who's in New York and maybe has closer connections to the people I want to work with on a professional scale or whatever. Right. Like Mm -hmm. that's what I'm thinking because Alexis has always struck me as somebody who like the reason why she was good at Kris Jenner was because she wants to emulate that kind of like, how can I take advantage of every relationship to take me to the next place? That is what an inherent theater person is going to have to do too. Right. So like, I've always just, had this and i don't you know i don't fault her for that game we all have to take advantage for networking stuff and it has made some really entertaining <laughs> television for me <laughs> mm-hmm. so i have actively enjoyed it but that said she doesn't know how it comes across sometimes and if she doesn't know the timing like if she'd already had her moment talking with jimbo and then was playing this little game where people mm-hmm. didn't have the alone time might have worked out better um if she'd been more explicit and just saying hey I'm not going to sugarcoat it. Last week, Candy and I made a deal. But here's the thing. I actually think Candy should be the one who goes home. And I want to work with you and see if that's where you were going to vote. If you were going to vote for me, then I understand. And I'll stick to my plan with Candy or or see where Candy goes. I can't speak for how she's going to vote. But I'd be willing to work with you to get her out. Because I will say personally, contrary to what the judges said, I and definitely contrary to what Candy herself says in Untucked and as they're going backstage, I definitely don't think she would have been the quote unquote safe queen of the roast. Um, I think Jessica would have been and she would have been in the bottom with Alexis. Um, so I think it's really interesting to be able to like you can play that a little bit and go, by the way, Jessica, like Candy's saying she's a bigger threat than you are. Like there's definitely ways to play this out. Be like, let's get rid of somebody who doesn't value you in the competition. And I do. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, it is what the queens have mostly voted on. It, se- it seems is the critiques, right? Because even mm-hmm. sending Lala home for Alexis was like, well, Lala got the worst critiques compared to Candy. So, you know, 
that could justify sending her home. And then this week, Alexis got the worst critiques. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, well, at the end of the day, they're all still voting just based on who did well in the challenges. So. Right. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, let's talk Good about job. the maxi challenge and let's see if we agree with the judges. So yeah. this week, we the queens were doing the Carson Cressley roast. So I've seen this before where the queens have the opportunity to roast not only the guest Carson, but as, you know, Rue, Michelle, as well as the other queens. All right. Where do we want to start with this? Let's talk highlights, Amon. Who was the biggest standout for you? Um, definitely uh, Jimbo served a lot here. Um, just, you know, I think it was a risky decision to embody Joan Rivers because you never want to go too overboard with it where it becomes like you don't take it as seriously. But I think, you know, she just has Joan down so well and the jokes were very grounded that um, it just it, it, it worked out pretty decently i also felt like jessica did a good job um i I felt like she really knows how i think that jessica is really really good at timing and we sort of uh saw that with the uh the improv challenge where they were doing like the the csi law and order type deal (laughs) she just has like she just knows how to say a joke and give it a little moment to breathe give them a moment to laugh and then land the next line so Mm -hmm. i thought that jessica and um and Jimbo were definitely stood out to me. Candy was okay. I also felt like Candy was okay in the first roast challenge that she ended up winning. So Thank you. Yeah. Thank I you. Was, I, this whole narrative of like, I need to win again. I was like, did you really win the first time? But it's <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> oh. Yeah. No, I think I, I totally agree with you, Aman. I think Candy had the best, besides like Jimbo putting on Joan Rivers as a persona, I feel like Candy had the best roast tone but had mm-hmm. the jokes weren't funny. Like they didn't back it up. They didn't match. So like she had like the attitude down fine, but then the jokes were like mid at best for me. Um, I actually think her jokes were worse than Alexis's, <laughs> but I think that Alexis just was like on eggshells the entire time. So Jessica, who was going there knew what was going to make people laugh with the mm-hmm. timing but also is so self-aware enough to understand that she has a thicker accent and that some of the Mm -hmm. things are going to be inherently more funny if she slows Mm -hmm. it down and allows Mm -hmm. for breathing room. I really think Jessica shined here. And I think that Jimbo did an incredible job. She like, you can't be that good at Joan Rivers and not do well at a roast. Like that's what Joan Rivers did all the time so i definitely mm-hmm. think they were the two standouts um that said i don't think this was the worst roast of all time i think all four of them Mm-mm. were fine uh at least if there's roast to cook in you know what pheromone is so overshadows how bad alexis was <laughs> in that, because of it but when they showed the clips of alexis being like i'm wearing your favorite color <laughs> oh, no. oh, i was like crawling in my skin i was like oh no this isn't gonna be good alexis. No. <laughs> so oh, awkward man. oh man i look and that's the thing is that for alexis this was a huge improvement i think oh, for her thousand percent because yeah. i i i echo what y'all are saying that i don't think anybody like did bad i think that alexis's jokes because i was nervous we got the rehearsal which was fun michelle was there alex mappa was there and i think that they gave really good feedback in terms of edit, 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 edit. You're waiting too long to get to the punchline. I think she took that feedback, took those critiques and implemented it in the final roast performance. Mm -hmm. I think two things were working against her. One, she opened the show. So that is, even if your jokes, which by the way, why would you put yourself yourself first? That was her decision too. She, she won last week and then had the option. Oh, but yeah, exactly. I mean, oh, because God. you want the crowd to, because when you're already laughing, it's easy to continue to laugh. Like you're already so jovial and you just want to keep laughing. But going from cold, just sitting there to warming them up, I feel like that was such a huge benefit for for Jessica and Candy, who ended up going in that like second and third slot. I think Jimbo, you absolutely have to put last. Like nobody should go after Jimbo. Unless you're trying to screw someone <laughs> over. 
That's true. I guess you could put Jimbo third and then put whoever you want to screw over fourth. Which I yeah. guess in this situation, since you have this agreement with Candy in your mind, that that would mean Jessica would have to go last. And I'm going to be honest, I don't think Jessica would have hurt the way that Candy or Alexis would have if they had mm-hmm. to follow Jimbo. But right, yeah. well, I think lots of choices. They, yeah, they were both so both Jimbo and and Candy. I think or uh, Jessica. I think were both so strong. So overall, yeah. yes, I agree with the general assessment. I think Alexis and Candy. I probably would have put in the bottom two if there were bottom two, and then I would put Jimbo and Jessica in the top. I think I still would have given Jimbo the win just because one, her Joan Rivers is so strong. Like from the snatch mm-hmm. game when we got to see it on her first Canada season, like it was just so 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 good and i feel like her makeup looked even better this time when they showed the clip from last time to this time so it's like oh my gosh and there's like improvement and you know yeah. the editor has really tried with the narrative of oh she's struggling is she gonna be able to do it they tried I, they tried they really tried but it's like is jimbo gonna be able to tell jokes <laughs> as Joan Rivers who like she like nailed it last time like mm, I don't know <laughs> I think that's the thing especially having se- like having seen now two snatch game performances from her and seeing her crush those I was like I'm not really worried but yeah. did you guys think the same thing I did which is that Jimbo purposely was like let me make some really intellectual jokes to bring to Michelle and um, Alec and just like pretend like I can't I, oh man, these are two. Oh no. And like produce yourself because you know you have the jokes in the bag. I mean, so I wouldn't be surprised because I, I felt this, I felt similarly during the design challenge when we know that she knows how to design, but she was mm. bumbling around the workroom acting as if she was going to be procrastinating up until the very last moment, but then ended up being arguably one of the best. So, uh, yeah. Maybe maybe she learned from the lemon moment, right? When in U- UK versus the world, I can never remember yeah. which one her second season was, when she was like, there's no way I'm sending lemon home. But then they made her be like, well, maybe. We need some tension. <laughs> and she's like, oh, I haven't made my mind up yet. I have no idea what I'm going to do. Save right. my sister or someone I just met. Like, <laughs> what am I going to do? Um, so maybe, yeah, maybe this is Jimbo just sort of really playing into that. Although I'm thinking about what were her two. So she had two jokes, I think, from the rehearsal. One was Jessica's such a whore. She has to you have to cross her legs or like you have to F, like you have to fuck her with her, her legs, legs closed. Yeah. Yeah. Because when you close things, it gets tighter. Like that was funny. Um, that was I do funny. Get with it. My favorite I, was that Michelle didn't get it. And like that to me was the joke. Like the <laughs> joke was the fact that Michelle's like, I'm going to have to try that. And we're like, no shit, Michelle. That's so funny that you don't understand that. Yeah. I mean, because to me, okay. So then if we talk about her actual, so I can't remember what the other one was in the rehearsal, but the joke about Candy being such a bitch, she has to sniff your hand before she trusts you. <laughs> like that took me a second. Uh, like I think that was pretty intellectual as well. Maybe yeah. I'm just stupid because uh, I was no, like, oh, a dog, that. a bit like, oh, 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 oh. Yeah. like it took me a second. So I don't know. I thought, yes, it was a little bit less intellectual, perhaps in the actual roast, but I didn't think it was all that. Yeah. Um, I Yeah. OK, so I let me let me just go in on Jimbo because and go in in like a good way, because I I absolutely loved her roast. I thought it was so funny. I always love a good hooked on phonics joke. The one that she threw out for candy. The one that got me to like actually laugh out loud was her about Jessica Wilde. Her pussy so hairy every time she shaves it. PETA gets a complaint. Yeah. <laughs> that one I like guffawed. I was laughing so hard. And I think that her timing also was just so outstanding that it was a rapid fire yeah it was rapid yeah but still enough to breathe and understand the joke and i think that that is so key and i was like oh my gosh she's just like nailing it there was no moment it felt like of a lack of confidence or you know what's my next joke it was just Oh, so good. And I think also what she does really well is the way that she writes her jokes has multiple layers. So, you know, the joke about like, oh, and it's, you know, everybody, Ellen DeGeneres is who are haha, like, aha. But then the Tilda Swinton joke on top of it, it's it's unexpected. And it's at next level where you can continue to go with a setup you've already created, which allows you in like jokes per minute to really up your number. And I think that that's what she did so, 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 so well. I totally agree. And I think that, um, again, she that is what Joan Rivers said. That's what insult insult comics are good at. Right. So when you think of some of the best that have been in history, like Joan Rivers. Right. Or if you're thinking about 
even like a Bianca Del Rio who's been on the show, that's what they're good at. They can make any moment. Yeah, they might have the same jokes like over and over, but they can shift and change it for the person that they're talking to. Um, and they can do it at a drop of a hat. So if you're going to embody Joan Rivers, the reason why she was so good at it as was Lucy LaDuca is that they're able to have that moment where they just got them pre-planned ahead of time and now I can just drop it into the conversation because it makes sense here um and so in a roast situation that's what you got to do I love that she had intellectual jokes like the you know candy muse is such a bitch joke but I also love that she had the little really quick uh, quick ones I'm no gynecologist but I know a twat when I see one hello Michelle Visage like Mm -hmm. those little quick ones too where you're like aha and then you get keep rolling um it's a real talent I think for a comic to set the pace and the tone and switch it up and have the audience laugh at every single joke. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think, and the way, like, to the ability to get away with it, too, because some of the jokes can be very, very cutting, but mm-hmm. just cutting enough that you're just like, okay, this is funny. Like, I don't, I'm not really offended. Like, because she was going in on all, <laughs> all of them. So, oh, yeah, she yeah. was. <laughs> I think that that's always, that's always key when it comes to Rose. You want to cut, but you don't want to cut too deep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let's go back and talk a little bit more about Jessica because that was mm-hmm. her biggest issue, right? Was that yeah. like you're not cutting enough? Mm-hmm. Do you think Amon that she was able to step it up for the actual roast? I think so. I think that there were uh, a couple in there that were like, "Oh, okay," but definitely still like on the on the tamer side. Mm-hmm. Um, but definitely better than what we saw in the rehearsal. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of the timing was the charisma, uniqueness, nerve, talent parts, and she cut mm-hmm. those down. And so they were one-liners and they were so funny that like he has the uniqueness because nobody wants to look like him. I was like, okay, that was way better than like the paragraph yeah. she said in the beginning. Um, he has the talent to make us believe that he has talent. Like mm-hmm. those things were that so, was so good. That was <laughs> yeah. so good. Um, and I I just loved Jessica again. I think that she Unlike what Jimbo was able to do as Joan, where like you had a punchline and then like maybe a build up and then like three layers of a punchline. Like there were so many different places you didn't know when the joke was going to happen. I felt like for Jessica, Alexis and Candy, you knew exactly when the punchline was going to happen. So you just waited for it. And I think when you have somebody who can get you to laugh at any given point, that's always going to edge you out so that the audience doesn't get too used to what this. Oh. Set up and punchline. Okay. Mm-hmm. And set up and punchline. That's the only negative thing that I think came out of Jessica. Because even some of her jokes, I, I don't, even if they were a little tamer, I don't, they were still roast enough. They weren't like, I don't know. Whereas I felt like maybe Alexis and Candy did more like sautés, as mm-hmm. uh, in the words of Katya, who like randomly shows up in this episode. Um, that was so <laughs> weird and bizarre. But then I was like, it's Katya. So of course, it's this episode in general was so weird. First, we have like these messages from home, and then Katya shows up for no reason. And then we've got the, I, it's just, it was weird. Um, but I really, I really like a lot of what Jessica did was it seemed like she was still in the setup and then would hit you with something. So the, mm-hmm. Carson is a multifaceted artist, or at least he thinks he is, was really mm-hmm. funny to me. And also the fact that she, she, the way that she pronounces multifaceted took me mm-hmm. a second to realize what she was saying. And I think that she knew those kind of things would be funny. And mm-hmm. I, I really, Jessica has always been super funny. Um, and I'm really happy that we really get to see her shine on this season. She so deserves all the love that she's getting. And I don't know if you all feel this way, but she's like my heart winner for this for this season i i would love nothing more to see her get crying it yeah. would be that my heart winner? <laughs> no I, I think also i don't know mon if you feel this way but i think like having a queen come back from season two and be able to just like kill it so strongly even though mm-hmm. like what how many does she only have one win one win two times in the bottom i think yes yes mm-hmm. but it doesn't feel like that no right it feels like she would have been the top two i think in a lot of cases even here i feel like this bottom placement was not necessarily warranted right and i feel like she's been uh one of the narrators the prime narrators of this season as well which like a lot of people that like really study the edit for drag race will always say that the narrators of the season always make it to like right before the finale and then they're snuffed out 
But mm. she's, you know, I mean, I guess depending on what's going to happen um, next episode, she could end up going that same route as well. But we'll see. I mean, it's getting it's getting down to the wire. And like, it's it's kind of hard to imagine anybody else other than uh, Jimbo winning the season, mm-hmm. especially now that she finally won a lip sync. Um <laughs> Or did the outfit win it for her? I'm not really sure. That's I guess that's kind of up for debate. But <laughs> yeah, we will uh, get to that for sure because yeah. I have thoughts. Oh God! The to to go back to Jessica's the narrator thing. I think that that's totally true. I mean, I I even wrote down a quote from her from her talking head, which was like, "I have to roast them without attacking them." But also, I'm going to attack them. Like even just the, the delivery was also so good. She's just been so funny, and I'm really happy that she's getting her flowers here. And I do think that her overall performance in this episode it really picked up, especially towards the end. The charisma, uniqueness, nerve, and talent bit I thought was so good. And even her closing line of "I haven't watched any of your stuff. When I leave here, I still won't." Like I love stuff like that. So I'm I'm really so, so proud good. of Jessica, and I'm really happy with what she's been able to to show. Uh, let's just touch on a little bit more of Alexis and Candy. Um, Alexis, we've really spoken about a lot. I, I think that we have sort of, you know, it's it was passable. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. it's not bad. She cut a lot of the nothing. You know, I, the joke that the only one I really wrote down was, honey, nothing could make that flat ass look big. I thought that was <laughs> funny. But other than that, like, I wouldn't be like, I didn't remember a lot of the actual jokes, yeah. but I think she had jokes. So I felt like her Carson jokes were there. The um, then you hosted how to look good naked, which you don't uh, that mm-hmm. to, got a chuckle <laughs> out of me. And then these credits curl. You don't have to say yes to everything. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think that she put on like this character that made it seem like I'm just I'm, I'm going to oh, I'm just like easing it in a little bit. And we're just like walking on eggshells. Oh, you don't have to do this. I mean, like. That actually took away, I think, from her ability to really go in on people. Mm. And I think um, a few but a few of the jokes worked because she had that persona, you know, Um, so it's it's it was miles better than season nine. Definitely. I think, you know, she was. Probably the weakest for me, Mm -hmm. Um, but I you know what? Props for taking one of the worst moments in season nine and then making it really passable here i think it's i think that's a fair assessment you know like just like the 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 way that she was presenting the jokes it did feel just like a touch like tentative and i think if she had like um the tone of candy muse because candy muse is Mm. already such an intense um i'm not going to use the word aggressive because that's kind of racially charged but Mm. candy does have like just a the way that her voice sounds it's just cutting it's very cutting and i think that that aids sometimes with a roast because then you're like oh she's talking shit you know what i mean (laughs) as opposed to someone like michelle where it's or alexis rather where it's like just a little bit it's you just give me a little bit more give me a little bit more Mm -hmm. fire to it you know what i mean Mm -hmm. so i i think that that's fair and i think that i think that's probably why because i don't think that a lot of candy jokes were that great either Mm -mm. i mean she definitely had a few more zingers than um alexis did for sure but i think that the way that she delivered it also um made made it feel a little bit more biting than it may have actually been it's just a vibe like candy's felt Mm -hmm. like more of a roast like it just felt like oh yeah she's going for it she's going in yeah (laughs) i mean one of the jokes for her was you know i love i love ketamine he loves horses like not really a roast of that's not, that's not like a roast joke but i is like okay yeah it fits it fits with the vibe um the one i really liked from her i hope one day i can recognize one of her hit songs about michelle i thought that was pretty funny one of her many hit songs one of her many hit song yes yeah <laughs> thank you that's, but that's the thing though that's already been said on the show hmm. that's like hmm. not funny to me anymore because somebody else in like season seven of it's All-Star definitely said been said at least in so many ways, at least like yeah, I times. just I actually didn't think Candy had a single good joke. <laughs> like I did not laugh at her at all. I laughed at the presentation of it. Like she, she turns to the side, it makes a capital P, all titties and no ass. <laughs> and I was like, that had that had potential, but it also like didn't make sense. It's a Wendy Williams joke. <laughs> yeah, well, mm-hmm. that's exactly it. A lot of these, mm-hmm. like even though I'm sure, like Jimbo was absolutely like recycling things that Joan would have said. I think the reason why she chose to do Joan was because she was like, I have them permission almost 
to say mm. these kind of things because Joan would have said them, right? Mm-hmm. I I don't know. I, I think in the one case, on the one hand, I want to give Jimbo all the love for doing that. On the other hand, I feel like the other three were like at least themselves trying to roast other people. And I think I think that when you put on the persona that you know you're good at, that you've already gotten roses for on a show and do it again. She did it great. But I also want to give props to the people who tried it without having to give themselves permission to say jokes through another persona. I don't know if that makes sense. Does that make sense to you guys? Well, that was what was discussed kind of at the beginning of the episode after, you know, they get the prompt for the maxi challenge. And I can't remember who said it, but one of the queens said, oh, you know, oh, maybe I think it was Jessica. I was like, this is the difference between Snatch Game and a roast is that with Snatch Game, you know, you're embodying this character and, you know, here you, you you're going to be yourself. And then Jimbo's like, I'm going to do a character. <laughs> and I do feel like that's a strategic decision on mm-hmm. Jimbo's part because not everybody watched the first season of Canada's sure. Drag Race. Rue probably didn't watch the first season of Canada's Drag Race, right? right? And so this allows Jimbo Mm -hmm. to take what's in his wheelhouse and then be able to use it, you know, again and really make a strong impact. Because I think if you're Jimbo, you're like, this is my season to win. I'm pulling out all the stops in order to put the nail in the coffin to ensure that there is almost no question about who is going to win this season. Right. I mean, that's what I would do if I were Jimbo and was being strategic. And I think that that's what she's got to be thinking. Totally. And I I guess what I was trying to get at is that like with candy, we already know that, I mean, candy plays candy all the time. Right. And so we, Mm -hmm. I think the reason why the jokes didn't work for me was because I just kind of expected, Oh, here's candy Mm -hmm. doing what she always does. Right. And with Jimbo, the one second, I'm gonna, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> I knew I was gonna sneeze. Bless you. Thank you. I was like, oh, that was happening. Um, with Jimbo, you never know what's gonna happen. But as soon as she said she's gonna do something that she's already done before, I was like, oh, okay, then I know what's gonna happen here, right? Mm-hmm. So I think that, I think then also the fact that she just replicates the thing that set her apart in front of RuPaul last time she was on the show, like this whole episode was. Jimbo wins because of things she's done in the past and replicated. Like, that's what it felt like to me. Yeah. Um, both the lip sync and the the challenge, right? Um, which I'm not trying to take that away from her. I'm just trying to say that, like, when you look at Alexis, Jessica, um, and Candy, who are trying to do the roast in the way that they would normally do it, when you compare mm-hmm. it to somebody else who's like, I normally wouldn't probably be able to get away with saying this joke, but because I'm Joan Rivers, I will. Like, I think that's absolutely strategic. And I love that she thought about it that way. But at the same time, I'm like, okay, so you're going to win for doing two things you've already done on two different franchises of the show before. I mean, it just harkens back to that article that pissed off Candy and a lot of the other queens in the season about like, oh, oh, Jimbo is the true winner of the season. And all the other girls are just trying to catch up and then but they're never going to be able to whatever the hell that article said. Um, I just think it's, you know, it's just once again, I mean, we've seen it on so many of the seasons now especially all-stars where there's just clearly one to two people that you know are going to be just on it the entire time. And the rest of the Queens are either ones that you absolutely love that got cut short. So you really don't have much to go off of or ones that, you know, RuPaul likes, but probably will never get the crown. Um, And then absolute wild cards where you're just like, okay, let's see what you got. And more often than not, the front runners that you expect always make it to the end. And I I feel like, I don't know. I feel like there's more than one Jimbo, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. In this franchise, I feel like there's more than one person, a queen that's going to be on it. And so I just wonder what that kind of season looks like when um, you have more of those people to sort of. It's called All Stars 2. (laughs) I mean, seriously, the reason I think what has ruined this idea of All Stars is the idea that all of a sudden they switch to. Viacom and they were like okay you're gonna go to VH1 or MTV we have to have so many seasons and rather than cast new queens all the time and do two seasons a year let's have an all-star season and it is and we we all know this it's like you know all instead of all-stars it's some stars right and Mm -hmm. I am fine with that because I love seeing queens return regardless of how they did but I agree with you Aman I hate having an expectation from the time the cast is announced to the finale of who's going to win and not be ever proven wrong 
I feel Which is like why Austin- I love Jessica on this season because I think a lot right. of people would have written her off as somebody. Oh, she was in season two. Arguably, if you put season two queens against current queens, you know it was a very different show back then. Very different drag, whole nine yards. But Je- like, it's incredible to see like Jessica has done nothing but be herself the entire time, and like yeah. has crushed it. Yeah. And I think, you know, that's sort of like, you know, as we were talking about Jimbo and, you know, whether or not she's going to be able to get away with being Joan Rivers. I mean, for first, we've already seen her do it. So we know. And secondly, Mm -hmm. we know that, you know, she hasn't like the the only chink in the armor that we've really gotten for her is the lip syncing thing. Um, So I just feel like there really isn't much intrigue as to whether or not she's going to succeed half the time. Um, But it Mm -hmm. feels once again, like it's, it's manufactured, but it is what it is. It is a TV show first and a competition second. So that's fine. But yeah, I just, I, I, you know, I just, the more also seasons that we get, the more I'm like, okay, well, let's see who's going to be the front runner this time. That's why I really, I enjoyed, I mean, obviously all stars two is the benchmark. But I kind of enjoyed All Star Six too when the cash got dropped because there were so many. You got Ginger Minj, you got Silky Nutmeg Ganache, you got who else is on that season? You got uh, Trinity Raja, K. Bonet, Trinity K. Bonet, a Curious e. Davenport, like, Sony, Kylie, Rika, <laughs> like so many people that were like that did really really well on their season mm-hmm. and have many 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 strong suits. So it's just like, ooh, what's gonna happen? You know what I mean? So. And then yeah. the person who you didn't put in that lineup is the one who wins it. And that's why I think it's so unique and fun is like, I personally was going in being like, I know that the chink and ginger minges armor is the runway. Mm-hmm. But I think I continue to think ginger minge, in my opinion, is one of the top five queens to never take the crown. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you have Kylie who comes out of nowhere and just crushes the competition and wins. Right. And so mm-hmm. I love that season for that reason. We have not gotten that with this season. <laughs> I don't know. This season, I felt like there was no strong front runner because Jimbo's last showing was when she was eliminated third. Like she went out third on UK versus the world. And I feel like that gets lost because yes, she made it to the fourth place slot in her first season of Canada, but it's not like Jimbo came in as this huge dominating force who's definitely going to win the season. I feel like this season, the narrative at the beginning was kind of like, okay. <laughs> like let's see i don't know like i mean even lala ree i mean you think about like what are like lala ree's known for being a big personality but it's not like everybody was like oh my god yes she's so talented i feel like heidi and closet nah. was the front runner and then it was like what candy mm-hmm. uh, right so that's why like i'm kind of happy seeing this it, it, it i don't know i guess i just don't feel so much of that narrative of like mm. there's a front there's definitely front runners i think for me there were definitely people that felt like they could get eliminated early um yeah so but but <laughs> yeah uh, so so maybe that was more Lopez, of the case man. <laughs> but but even then i was like maybe there's an there's there's an outside chance that some of yeah. these queens can come back and go deep like i just i didn't have that same feeling i think now having jimbo have four wins no time in the bottom it felt this feels now very decisive that okay now we sort of put this mark on who potentially could win the season now the end game i have no idea what this is going to look like because we've never had this situation before where we've gone down to a top three and now i guess down to a top two because Mm -hmm. next week we're getting a makeover challenge so it didn't Mm -hmm. feel like the finale Oh my God, it was so funny. Alexis, Michelle, and Untucked is like, I was one episode away. From, like, I was so close to the finale. And I was yeah, like, I was like I actually. Finale. <laughs> <laughs> but they're all thinking it, which is so funny to me. That, like, yeah. and not not in like a ha-ha way, but like in a, like, I would be doing the same thing, right? Like, or I was like, all right, we made it to top four, made it to the finale, high five. Oh, nope. Made it to top three, made it to the finale, high five. Oh, oh nope. All right. <laughs> I know. I'm, I know that there's content of the queens talking about the format. I, I want to see those clips. The footage. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because usually like RuPaul will say like congratulations, you're a finalist or some shit like that if it actually is coming up to the finale. And she didn't say that. So mm-hmm. it is interesting to think that they uh that that's that that's where their minds go. Yeah. But yeah, I mean I and I and I take what you're saying, Leona. I don't think that this season is anywhere near as predictable as season five was. Right. We just mm-hmm. knew what the hell was gonna happen. Like that that was just it it was what it was. And then with season seven, you know, yeah, I mean. You know, that but um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I just I I think I think I do think for me it did seem like once Heidi left, that was kind of it for me. I was like, mm-hmm. okay, well, this is gonna be who's gonna take Jim Brown, and if she doesn't 
go off and she wins and she absolutely she deserves to win you know like you yeah. no one can really take take any of the stuff uh away from her that she's done this season and i think i do think that she does have a pretty interesting trajectory because you're right like it wasn't like jimbo was like this huge force i think that she became a huge force during canada versus the world i think especially in the way that she went out a lot of people were like oh no not jimbo so mm-hmm. yeah she gets to have this this redemption story which i think is always fun to, to see on drag race so i think a lot we'll of the see. time too i don't think about queens necessarily only in regards to what they did on drag race before i often think about like what's the momentum of them coming in from what they've been doing how big they are off the show jimbo was definitely one of the most like talked about queens who's had a, a glow up in just the past three years of every single time she's come out um we know that rupaul thinks she's funny her elimination was shocking in uk versus the world it wasn't like she clearly was the person who should have gone home right mm-hmm. and i think that there was a lot of those factors versus you didn't ha- you didn't have somebody that was like alaska coming back right where you sat back and went oh this is somebody who legitimately could have won the crown and made it all the way to the end. We didn't really have that this season. We had a lot of people who made it to that fifth spot. I mean, Candy, I guess, made it towards the end and RuPaul really likes her. Um, but Candy also like fully was eliminated and RuPaul was like, actually, I don't want you to go. Why don't you stay? And we're like, what was that about? So I, <laughs> I just- love Candy, but when she changed her Twitter name to Candy Top 2 Muse, I was like. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. I, you know, I don't, I'm fine with that. I, you better feel your oats on that. I mean, That's talk great. your shit, but I'm just like. <laughs> yeah. But I don't know. I just, I feel like this season, um, the they were like, here's a whole bunch of early outs. And a lot of them went home early. And then you had someone like Darian who throughout Darian season Darian is the six, shocking one for me this season. Because I, 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 she was one of the ones that I was like, oh my God, Darian's going to smash it. And not that she didn't smash it, but I was, I was shocked that she went home as early as she did. I was like, wow, this yeah. is kind of crazy to me. But it's, and she was in the bottom so much in the, in the beginning of this before so she went home. And I, and I, that's not actually that shocking. She's always struggled on like the runway and such, but I really wish that we could have heard a Darian versus in a roast. I really mm-hmm. wish we could have seen something like that. Also, where the hell is the reading challenge for this season? Is yeah, this going to be I what know. this whatever bonus season episode is going to be or whatever? Like, it better I, be an hour long reading challenge. No, I'm just kidding. Please do not do that. We know it would be awful. Um, I think they talked about it at Roscoe's either this past week or the one before. And I think they said, or maybe I'm cross because I might, I've watched a lot of Roscoe's clips over the past couple of days. So I might be crossing wires here, but I think. One of the queens said that they just, they just didn't do it this season. Like it wasn't it wasn't like it was like lost or not put in the edit. It just they just didn't do it at all. So why? Very strange. Not Is sure it why. Because they cast people that people were like, well, I don't know what to say about Monica Beverly Hills. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Yeah. Oh yeah. I think Which it was Heidi. Read? I think it was Which Heidi. Which is a read itself. I, bet, but. <laughs> I think Heidi was at Roscoe's and she was like, yeah, like because I because she was like I knew who was going to be on the cast, so I was I was ready the first episode. I had my reads ready, mm-hmm. and it just never happened. So. Mm. That's crazy. All right. Well, this is definitely a season of firsts because <laughs> next week is going to be. I mean, we'll go, we'll go back and and talk about the looks and the lip sync and all that. But like the next week is going to be the top three to top two, mm-hmm. and then I guess we ha- just have the finale after that. So we're going to have a top two for the finale. Because isn't it the fourth? No. When do you start voting? For, the fourteenth. The f- you start 14th. voting on the fourteenth. Yeah. Opens and then the yeah. the 21st is the finale. So there's an episode in there that we what's happening there. I it don't have okay. something to do with the game games. It has to I be. have to imagine it is. Maybe like a like reshowing all the looks or something like that. I imagine it's a, maybe it's a reshowing maybe, the looks. Maybe it's a little package they all had to put together themselves or something. I don't know. Yeah, maybe they yeah, all maybe. like so maybe it's a reshowing and then they like the, all the eliminated queens come back and they do like one challenge together or whatever to like help give them a you know give them a boost to visibility or something right i would love for it to be a reunion yeah i would love a reunion as well if it's half reunion half fan game i'm there for it let's do it i mean yeah you could kill definitely kill two birds with one stone with that like if you're gonna bring them all back anyway then Mm -hmm. might as well absolutely okay well who knows what the future (laughs) holds this production group here has come up with what it should be (laughs) okay we yeah we've made the executive decision of what it should be you're welcome but then it's like 
if the finale is just the top two, that's like a lot of airtime for there's just those two queens. You know what I mean? Like I feel like yeah. unless do you think they're gonna do a song, a song, <laughs> like a music video, which is the two of them. Just because, yeah, that's weird. Like I don't know. Maybe they, maybe it's not, maybe it's a non-elimination, and everyone stays, and it's just a final three. Like you oh, know, like maybe. I took way too big of a sip. And then the way that you said that was like, do you think it's going to be a, a song? A song? <laughs> and I was like, oh, no, I'm about to drown live on camera. <laughs> Here we are. <laughs> yeah, oh, I guess we'll, we'll see. Yeah. As Ooh. always. <laughs> All right. Not not a liquid, but a solid. Let's talk about snow. <laughs> I don't know. Look, there was a transition there in my brain. Let's talk about the runway look. Snow Bunny is the theme. Uh, (laughs) Let's just quickly go through the looks. You only have four queens, so I figure like we can talk about them. Alexis Mm. Michelle with her overnight bag. I love this hair. I love the look. I think she looks really cute. I don't like see this and immediately think Snow Bunny. I think like sleeping cap. Like I think, yeah. I think this cap. is Link being yassified. This is absolutely <laughs> Link from Legend of Zelda. When she put down the cap, it was it was just dragging. I was like, okay, I've been playing a lot of Tears of the Kingdom, apparently. Yeah, yeah, it it kind of gives me a little bit of like Whoville, one of their weird looking hats kind of tease. Yeah. yeah. As well. Yeah, I could see that. I guess like she's staying overnight. Like at the Grinch's house. Yeah, the gr- <laughs> stay, not staying overnight at the Grinch's house. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think the queen who, to me, like really hit the nail on the head when it came to the snow bunny look it was, was Jessica Wilde. Um, yeah. I think she... Uh, oh, you know what we didn't talk about was Thom Felicia. The, is that the guy's name who was also on Queer Eye? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Jackie Wood from RuPaul's Secret Celebrity Drag Race. Um, yeah. That was weird. I think the reason why they did that was so that if they didn't know who Tom was, they didn't have to roast him. And then he's a Ah. guest judge. I think that's why. Ah, okay. Yeah, that's definitely a possibility. Or maybe like they're trying to get the promo for RuPaul's Secret Celebrity Drag Race as a crossover. But it was so weird to have him go after Jimbo because Jimbo just like crushed it. And then it was like, okay, one more. (laughs) I don't know. Yeah, I feel like like he should have like, they should have surprised um Carson with him first then had him change join the judging panel then do the roast yeah yeah it was fine like I wasn't mad at it and I thought he did well it just felt like out of place so I guess this was was like the out of place episode as we talked about with Katya just showing up not giving advice for the roast and just like I guess trying to start drama like and she's like, has anyone seen my daughter? I'm like, what is going on? (laughs) I think quite frankly the whole point of that was the try to get the stir up stuff so that girls would have more stuff for their roasts. Like I thought that maybe Mm. that's what they were trying to do was like, okay, like before you go on or whatever, but there was no point other than to be like, okay, um, let's have Katia come on. Yeah. Okay. Because she's well, that would have been good. Stir up some stuff for the roast and also like stir up drama for the elimination to get people to second guess who their allies are. That would have been great. That would have been great. Wait, Mm -hmm. did they have a roast on seven? No. What about all did not? They had a lot of acting, but not a roast. Okay. It acting was very yeah. (laughs) In parentheses there. Anyway, Jessica Wild looks stunning. Oh yeah. (laughs) I like her look. She definitely look. embodies more of like what I think of as Snow Bunny as aside from the racially term for white women. <laughs> <laughs> See, when I hear Snow Bunny, I think like Coke. Well, that know. was what uh, Darian Lake did for yeah. her fame games or like her episode. Because I was like, yeah. are those razor? Bl-? I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> yeah that's why i thought it was so genius i was oh, like so i funny. love darian darian she's will always do a i thought she's done a great job because again she brings camp it's not necessarily like the most fashion forward thing but she mm-hmm. brings like a level of camp to it that i just have been loving mm-hmm. and a lot of unexpected which has been really fun i think mm-hmm. for her i think and there's been i've seen some campaigning for her to be the winner of the queen of the fame game i would not be mad at it she also said a tweet a while ago that had nothing to do with drag race or anything she said excuse me if you are waiting to go through like uh like a turnstile 
stop don't stop right after you get through the turnstile and look at your phone <laughs> or like if you get to the top of the escalator don't stop move and i was like this tweet alone is what got me to vote for you for the fame game like i am so sick of being in new york city where some bitch goes through the turnstile and they goes all right let me just stand here for a while no i need to get through move and i'm too nice to say move bitch but i'll do it here on the podcast <laughs> Ooh, bitch. Bitch, get out, get out the way. <laughs> oh, man. Candy's look. I'm actually kind of surprised <laughs> she didn't get read more for this, uh, especially for the boots. I don't know. Maybe because she stoned them. I just kind of expected her to get read for this, but she didn't. So, I mean, it's giving a little bit of ski, you know, slopey type deal. But yeah, we've seen this from Candy, you know, a nice bra action going on, like a little and snatch at the waist and some panties um, and then sometimes a little fur on top <laughs> just to give it something to give it a <laughs> little, little zhuzh. Zhuzh. Yeah. A, a little winter vibe <laughs> I'm with you Amon and I'm with you Liana I was like okay those boots are going to get her red nope they didn't get red okay um, right. we've seen this kind of outfit she constructed this kind of outfit in the first mm-hmm. construction challenge mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's not that she looks bad she looks gorgeous and i Great. love yeah. a, a a bigger fuller queen doing a look like this because i'll tell you what as someone with curves and swerves himself i've said it before i'll say it again i have had much more confidence to wear things not like that i've not worn this um but like to wear like oh wear a crop top moment i'll wear a two-piece like that and i love that and thank you all so much who do the show to help give me the confidence for that but that again i I, i've seen this from candy and i don't i wasn't necessarily blown away it's like i love i love that stuff too and i love that as of late a lot of the bigger queens on the show have been having um um like a bit of a revolution if you will Mm -hmm. but i i think I think I think that we've seen a lot of bigger queens have such a variety of looks now that it's like yeah. I know I think that Candy knows that she looks good in this. Yeah. So mm-hmm. she's just very comfortable with it. And it's like, okay, girl, like you do look good, but come up with something else. You there's other stuff that you're gonna look good in. I know that there is. So mm-hmm. come on now. Yeah, I but think also for me just, it's yeah. it's Go the ahead. variety. That's yeah. that's the biggest thing. Cause I think we've seen this sort of concept and structure a lot. Anyway. Yeah. And then last, but certainly not least, is Jimbo looking like an inside out chicken. Hold on, let me uh, (laughs) pull that up real quick. All right. I'm confused by this one in the the sense that I both like it and I also don't know if I like it. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Okay. I... I like it as a look completely, but I don't get snow bunny, but I also get the vibe of what she's trying to go for and it's then like Carson abominable was like, chicken like i don't yeah i literally <laughs> my i wrote chicken feathers look good but also confusing <laughs> what's my note for this i, I wanted think- candy to have a talking head and harken back to the joey j moment of like not the chicken, chicken feathers feathers <laughs> oh man <sighs> I, yeah i am um, I similarly like had a reaction to this of like, do I love this or hate this? Like there's because there kind of was no in between it. Like I love the way it moved. But then when I looked at it, I was like, what am I looking at? And why do I hate? Like, I think I hate the hair because she her little Mm -hmm. pinhead on top of like the big chicken. Like I wanted more like I get why you're not going to do a big wig. So you kind of don't want to like suffocate yourself. Maybe like a headpiece of the chicken feathers like coming up or something because it looks like weirdly on balance but also i loved the way it moved but also i hated it so yes i don't know i i just it's, i just don't know how to feel about this it's the only reason that it's confusing yeah the only reason i think it qualifies is because it's white you know what i mean but it doesn't really give <laughs> it doesn't give snow it just gives white chicken See, I can see it a little like I can't remember which judge said it, but it was like giving a little bit of like snow squall of like this yes. very fast moving like hit mm. of snow, like just yeah. like okay, okay, I can I see that. See, I can see if, that. I feel like if she had <laughs> instead of the chicken feathers, you can have like a little little piece of plastic that juts the thing out, but instead of the feathers being on the end i would have been like either cotton balls or like those those little furry little mm. balls that you would use in like arts and crafts that were like multicolored but like it just use all of the white ones 
and that way it still moves, but they're balls as opposed to but i don't know if they would have done the same movement though and i think the movement is what makes it feel like a because i agreed with that comment and that's exactly why i was like that's the only thing to me that's really hearkening snow because i've spent many a time in snow um <laughs> and i've been caught in many a snowstorm and it did kind of move in those like you know when the wind's really kicking up all over the place like a little mm-hmm. like tunnel kind of thing and i loved that but I don't know. I, I think it was like, oh, from the far out movements, it looks great. And as soon as they zoomed in, I was like, I don't know. <laughs> but I also think anybody who's going to make us have a conversation like this on the runway where we're like, I don't know if I like it or not. Like, that's also props. Like, yeah. we're talking about it. <laughs> I think her makeup looks stunning. Also, oh. when she was having the talks and untucked, I was like, oh, my gosh, this looks so good. Yeah. Liana, you mentioned up. this earlier. I We're not talking enough about granted she's had some work done too but like how much better her paint is from season one of canada to here we are now like her ability to paint is just absolutely gorgeous now the blending like looks so much better now than it did i mean even that's why i said like the joan rivers look the paint that she had for the untucked or untucked Mm -hmm. um uh, snatch game versus like what she had on the main stage i think already like was just such an improvement like to directly compare like the same look essentially that she was going for yeah uh, yeah that's why i you know when we talk about who potentially could ultimately win the season i see jimbo as the winner i see jessica as the clear second place and yeah, me too i'm really hoping that next week uh because i just feel like if candy's if candy's in the top two then i just feel like it's I feel like it's such a more foregone conclusion. Like I would love to see a Jessica V Jimbo. Like even if Jessica doesn't win and they still give it to Jimbo, I'm like, I don't know. My heart would rather have Jessica in the the top two slot. Make like, cause candy get into the top two again and then lose. (laughs) Although that could be funny. The 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 new Raven. Yeah. Or Raven. Yeah. Um, Let's talk about our one last thing, which is the lip sync. Okay, so we've sort of been we've been mentioning this. Who who wants to kick who wants uh, to kick things off? I feel like I've already said this? my piece. I'm sorry. Right, come on, give me your feelings. <laughs> uh oh. I just I you know, there are some things that you only need to see once. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and when she pulled this fucking ditty out during UK versus the world, I was like, okay, I feel like I need nothing more <laughs> from this. <laughs> and then she pulls it out again. And I guess we should have seen it coming because she definitely had baloney like two episodes ago. Yeah. So that, that was her warning. Yeah. That, that shit was coming. Okay. And I just don't like that she put the lipstick in her baloney cooch. <laughs> I hate the way that it looks. She's like pregnant in both her ass and her tummy. Her head looks crazy. The makeup is crazy. It is just so ghastly and otherworldly. Yeah. Yeah. It just makes me feel uncomfortable. (laughs) And I hate that that is how she won. Mine was just the principle of the matter, which was like, we've already seen this and (laughs) she already won for this. You know what I mean? So that was my only issue with it. Mm -hmm. But again, the song was freakazoid. So I kind of feel like it was the best possible thing to do with it. Oh, it's just every time I just, oh, I see it in my head and I hate it. 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 (laughs) I think... I think we should bring it up on the screen. No, no. I will close my laptop. I just hate the way that it, I hate the proportions of it. It just makes me feel uncomfortable. Like I just. Okay. Ugh. So Amon, close, close your eyes for a second. Okay. The moment when Silky just like stops and looks at Jimbo taking the baloney 
out of her coochie. That moment, like, okay, here's the thing. I totally get where the two of you are coming from, but I love this. I don't care. It always makes me laugh. It's so weird. It's so bizarre. Like, who thinks of this? All right, Amon, you can come back now. Like, I just, from the moment Jimbo came out in UK versus the world, bopping with all the other queens and Jimbo's just like in this weird outfit. I don't know. I was taken. I was smitten. Like, it's so weird. I cannot articulate it to anyone else why it brings me so much joy. But to me, it does. It's like the antithesis of bizarre and weird. And to be on a show that really prioritizes a specific type of drag that is like full glam, pageant, iconic, like a little bit of camp, but still got to be glam. This is just weird and dirty and bizarre. And I think that that's what makes me so happy. And this really was Jimbo's greatest hits from Joan Rivers to Casper the Baloney Ghost. I just think that I don't mind her playing those hits because to me, I'm still intrigued by them. But Amon, I can understand your visceral gut reaction (laughs) because it is so weird. I did like, wonder I, if she had the baloney this time or not, because I don't remember her taking it out of the Bellucci last time. Um, <laughs> but I, I feel like that was a, a nice added. Like, like you said, when Silky stopped and looked at her, I was like, well, it's I mean, like from the moment we knew I, I'm going to say, like, from the moment we saw her walk out on stage, I was like, if Jimbo doesn't win in this, there's no way she wins a lip sync ever. Period. Right, exactly. Yes, because that was the whole thing. It was like, and I said this about the Shirley Temple lip sync that she should have mm-hmm. been Shirley Temple for the lip sync. Like, lean into that. Be weird because you're not going to win if you try to do, you know, what a lot of the other queens do with glam. Yeah. Like, Jimbo didn't fall over because Jimbo's wearing flats. All right. That's why we didn't right. see Jimbo trip. Like Jimbo's wearing flats here. I get that. I think especially the 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 juxtaposition of Silky trying to be like serious and doing this and Jimbo just being not just comedy, but like an actual freakazoid. <laughs> exactly. Yes, exactly. I think that that really helped. And I think it made Silky look weird by comparison, which is such a bizarre thing to say. But like Silky looked like the weird one. <laughs> trying to be legitimately serious with Jimbo just being as bizarre as possible. But anyway, Uh, it scares me. I feel like if I saw this in real life, I would be very, very afraid. Sleep paralysis (laughs) demon. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. All right. You can go on Dragula with that next. Mm -hmm. Honestly. Anything else that y'all want to say about this episode predictions for next week, as we said, makeover challenge coming up. I, I don't know. Jimbo, I think will do okay. I think Jimbo will still be fine. I think the question is, is we've seen candy do well, do well in a design challenge. We've seen Jessica win a design challenge. So it's about who can you put your paint on somebody else at the end of the day mm-hmm. right and i feel i don't know it's going to be really interesting like if if jimbo doesn't win this do the queens take a shot at jimbo right before no no i have that ship has sailed i think at they this should. point like they, they should they should but they're not going to i think if jimbo's in the bottom there's just going to be too much of a pressure of like i don't want the fans to absolutely hate me for taking out the front runner um, mm-hmm. So I just I'm just going to have to bite the bullet and take Jimbo. And she also has the narrative of already being sent home prematurely last time. So it's just like there's just so much going against them that I feel like they're which is unfortunate because like I feel like you just take the damn shot. But um, no, I think I'm Jimbo sorry to be in. I think it's just the times that we're in. But a hundred thousand dollars. Not worth the, the hate you get from that. <laughs> yeah, like. Uh, we got to up the prize limit here. RuPaul's Drag Race. Think about how many franchises y'all have, how many WoW Presents things you've got going on, how many... That's like, why the prize money is so low because we're spreading it out. <laughs> I know. And I'm like, listen, people, uh, get with the times because $100,000 can be made by a drag queen working after the platform of the show. On You know what I mean? Like, So it's mm-hmm. not like in one shot, but like, well, some of them, maybe. Some of them, yeah. <laughs> some of them will. But I just, I don't know. I feel like they all, maybe not Jessica, 
But I'm sure that Jimbo and Candy have gotten their share of internet hate from decisions or things that they've said on more recent seasons. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm sure that they're like, you know what? I'd rather have a peace of mind and have the fans on my side. Mm-hmm. Because at the end of the day, this is not like a Big Brother or a Survivor where screw them. I'm winning a million dollars. I don't care what the fans say. They can say what they want, whatever. I'm a million dollars richer. And I go off with my life. That is not something that depends on fans. Mm-hmm. But this is a show that depends on fans. <laughs> totally. So. I also don't know how it's going to work for the voting. I said this last week, but they figured it out with having all three in the bottom. Although you guys could still have a tie, but whatever. So I don't know how next week is going to work with three people because one person's going to win and then the other two are going to vote for each other. So yeah, it just comes down to whoever wins. It's so, the say so. Yeah, I guess so. So then yeah. what happens if they lose the lipstick? Whatever. I don't know. It's too much thinking. I'm just going to let the show tell me how it all works. And we will be talking about all of that next week. Episode 10. All right. <laughs> I'm exhausted just thinking about how. You know what I could see happening, actually? Like I could see total Jimbo's in the bottom, right? Okay. Mm-hmm. And whoever's in the bottom next year, whether it be Candy or Jessica, will obviously vote for her. She will vote for them. Whoever is um, wins is going to lose the lip sync. And then RuPaul's going to be like, well, since you guys voted for each other, there's no clear consensus. Therefore, the power lies with me. And then she saves Jimbo. That's they always vote for I mean, I could I could totally see that. But then I'm like, but they're always going to vote for each other. So, mm-hmm. but, you know, I don't know. Who knows? Whatever. Mm-hmm. All right. That does it for us. Aman, where can people find you on social media if they want to use one of their 600, I think up to 1,000 now, tweets a day to view what you've got going on? <laughs> you can follow me everywhere at Aman Adwin, baby. Still here, just kicking it with the Drag Race crew. There's lots of um, RHAP content um, for the pre-BB season. I was a part of the Survivor brand still. That was lots of fun. So check that out, as was Liana. Um, so yeah, that's about it for now. Beth, what about you? Um, you can follow me at Augusta Wind Eleven, um, and I will consider that a huge compliment if you decide to add me to your feed for your six hundred thousand whatever tweets a day. That's incredible. <sighs> Thank you. Um, I'm excited to join Kevin and Nigel on You Thought You Knew this week, and we're going to be talking a little bit about Ozzy and if Ozzy mm-hmm. is one of the greatest non-winners of all time or not. And you can follow me on Twitter at Liana R H A. P also just cover in drag race for now, living my all-stars fantasy. Thank you uh, to everybody. If you have left a star rating or a review, if you'd like to join those who have, you can go to robhaswebsite.com slash drag race to do so. Also a big thank you to the whole RHAP team for all their help behind the scenes. And we'll talk to y'all soon. Bye. Bye.